As always, thanks to Jolando Johnson for supplying the All the Rage with Shelly Wade theme music. Support him by liking his Facebook page, Jolando Johnson Music. Welcome to the first new episode of March. Yeah, I like to call it Magical March because I like to hope that that's what it's going to turn out to be. <laughs> um, a magical month for us all. We came out of February, Black History Month, and now we're in March, which is Women's History Month. Hey, listen, I'm African-American and I'm a woman, so I've got two straight months celebrating me. Hey, hey. <laughs> uh, I'm super excited to present um, the first new episode of March. It's featuring the educators. I call it that because both of my guests are educators. First up, we've got Jason Fletcher, who is an educator in my hometown of Houston and an author. He's going to stop by to talk about his new book, Go-Go and the Unfortunate Grit Incident. <laughs> Such a Southern title, right? <laughs> and next up, we're going to have Nathan Rodriguez, Professor Nathan Rodriguez, who is a professor at San Diego State University. He's going to stop by to talk about his new Cardi B course. Yes, they've got a course on Cardi B at San Diego State University. You may remember, if you've listened to all of my podcast episodes, uh, Nathan was one of my first podcast guests, and I talked to him a couple of years ago about his Selena Quintanilla course at San Diego State University. University. So yeah, I'm excited to present to you um, this new episode. Before we get into it, though, I want to remind you, if you haven't already, um, please do subscribe to the All the Rage with Shelly Wade podcast and spread the word to your family members and friends. If you like the podcast, let them know how much you love it and let them know where to find it and subscribe as well so they don't miss an episode. You can um, find it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. You clearly already know since you're already listening. But did you know? Know that you can also watch the podcast. Yes, I've got the video um, version of the podcast episodes up on my YouTube channel, which is also called All the Rage with Shelly Wade. Be sure to subscribe to that as well. Like my All the Rage with Shelly Wade page on Facebook. Also follow me on Instagram at the one and only Shelly Wade. And I'm on Twitter and Clubhouse at Shelly Wade. And don't forget that Shelly's spelt with an E-Y so that you're following me and not some other Shelly Wade. Not that I have a problem with you following them. I just want to make sure that you find me. <laughs> Put that E before uh, the Y and we're all good. Uh, speaking of Clubhouse, uh, coming up next week, I've got a couple of uh, Clubhouse um, uh, rooms that I'm going to be moderating. So if you're on Club, listen, listen, if you're an Android person, I'm so sorry to bore you with Clubhouse news. <laughs> but my fellow iPhone people, my fellow Mac people, you know, if, if you have an uh, iPad, you can uh, be on Clubhouse as well. Coming up on Tuesday, March 9th at 1 p.m. Central Time, that's 11 a.m. West Coast Time and 2 p.m. East Coast Time, I'm going to be interviewing um, Matthew Knowles. You know Matthew Knowles. He's Beyonce's dad. He was her manager. He was Destiny's Child manager. He has a brand new podcast. He's going to um, be discussing with me on Clubhouse. And we're going to, you know, just we're going to span his entire career. How did he come from the business world to becoming a successful entertainment manager? We're going to, you know, talk to him about all of that. And he's going to, if, you, if you're interested in being a manager or if you're a singer and you want advice from him, I would suggest you join us again 
Again, that's Tuesday, March 9th, 1 p.m. Central Time, 11 a.m. West Coast Time, 2 p.m. East Coast Time. I'll be taking my All the Rage with Shelly Wade conversation to Clubhouse with a live conversation that day with Matthew Knowles. And then a couple of days later on Thursday, March 11th at 7 p.m. West Coast Time, San Diego Association of Black Journalists presents Classy Conversations, reporting and making the jump to San Diego, moderated by moi. (laughs) I'll be moderating that one. And it's featuring news reporters Heather Hope, Liberty Zabala, Melissa Adan, and Leah Pizzetti. So join me for that one as well. And again, if if you're not already following me on Clubhouse, you can do that at Shelly Wade. And don't forget the Shelly spelt with an E-Y. And be sure you, you know where you see that bell. Be sure to hit that. That's notifications and hit always on there so you'll be notified whenever I go live. Um, and uh, before I get into the conversation, I want to give you an update on my family. I talk more about it uh, with uh, Professor Nathan Rodriguez during the episode, but um, I know that the last episode I was really telling you about how concerned and worried I was for my family in Houston because of, you know, power outages and water outages. And I was just just so concerned for their well-being. And I just want to let you know that everyone, my family members, my friends in Houston are all doing well. They all have their power and water fully restored and they are healthy and safe. And thanks to everyone who checked in with me to uh, find out how they were doing. I am just really um, grateful that they are doing well. Okay, so without any further delay, let's get into the episode. First up for the educators is Jason Fletcher, author of (laughs) his title, the book title, Makes me laugh all the time. Go go and the unfortunate grit incident. Hey Jason, how are you? Hey, you're an educator. Um, tell everyone um, your uh, title and what you do as an educator. Okay, um, this is my 17th year in HISD, uh, six as uh, an assistant teacher and 11 as a classroom teacher. Uh, I kind of consider myself a rare find because uh, there are so few men who teach pre-K mm-hmm. and even fewer black men who teach pre-K. So you work with In the fact, babies. You work with the babies. I got the itty bitty babies. <laughs> uh, but I love it. I, 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 I have been asked to go to upper grade levels over the years and I'm like, no, th- this is where I need to be. Uh, I feel like if they see me at that young age and I'm able to plant some seeds and really put these kids, the young boys and the young girls on the path that they should be on, Mm -hmm. that hopefully those seeds will bear some good fruit. And in 17 years, I'm actually at the point now where I'm seeing some of the kids who I taught early on, Mm -hmm. they're now graduating from high school and they see you at Target and you know stuff and there's like you know oh my god there's professor you know <laughs> and that sort of thing and that that's you know those moments are priceless yeah and you know, that sort of thing um did you always know you wanted to be an educator absolutely not no <laughs> absolutely not um if i had my way i would have been on your show a gazillion times before now uh promoting whatever album i was on uh i've had a musical group here in Houston. We did all of the talent nights, all the open mic nights we did, you name it. And I would literally, when I, in fact, when I first met you back in 1998, 
uh, when I won those movie tickets. I don't even know if you remember that. No. Uh, <laughs> I have a lot of movie tickets over my career, Jason. <laughs> yes, you have. You have. Uh, I won tickets to Halloween H20 in 1998. Oh, was, was that with LL Cool J? That was with LL Cool J. <laughs> and I came up to the station and I met you and that that was the start of our whole Madison Yates thing. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but no, that's not... Um, teaching is not what I chose. It chose me. Yeah. For lack of a better term. And I found it is, it's a noble, it's a noble um, occupation. It really is because you are really positively affecting, affecting the lives of of these kids, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Especially now, um, because they, even at four and five years old, they, they want to know what, the heck is this all about? Why do I have to, they get frustrated. I don't want to wear the mask all day, every day and that sort of thing. And you have to really explain to them like literally that this is life or death mm-hmm. and, and that sort of thing. And those concepts are really hard to explain to, you know, like itty bitty little kids mm-hmm. and that sort of thing. And so I'm able to, because I consider what I do a gift I'm able to explain to them on a level that they can understand, look, you got to put it on. You got to put it on. And so we talk about how it protects you and it protects me and and that sort of thing. And so they, they get it. And so I tell people all the time, if you teach it to them, they'll learn it. And so my students are at the point now where they'll actually say, you know, hey, Shelly, no, you're too close. You have to back up. Professor's going to fuss at us, (laughs) you know, and that sort of thing. Well, let me ask you before we get in, you know, because I know the whole reason you're on um, the show today is because you want to talk about a book that you've written. Um, But before we get into that, I want to ask you how you've been holding up. How have you and your fellow educators and the kids been holding up um, during the pandemic? It's been such an odd time. Um, You guys are definitely on the front line. Um, and I know at first I felt like, you know, I told you before my best friend, you actually met her. Um, my best friend mm-hmm. is a teacher and my brother is, um, he's an educator as well. And when they were first talking about you guys going back into the classrooms, I kind of, I, I, I didn't feel comfortable with it because I felt like, you know, and I don't want to, you know, be the one, because listen, I'm not the one that should be making these decisions. So I don't want to come across as if, you know, I'm the, you know, all knowing being, but my feeling my feeling about it was that I just didn't want you guys to be guinea pigs because we were still at that time so unsure about, you know, the pandemic, about coronavirus, about COVID. And so I was like, oh God, I don't want them to be, you know, you know, guinea pigs, you know, I don't want them to, you know, we don't know if everything's okay just yet. Um, so how have you guys been holding up, you know, since you've been back? I will be completely honest with you. I was a nervous wreck. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the beginning because I have asthma mm-hmm. and so knowing that I already have mm-hmm. yeah I, I mean I have a respiratory issue already uh, and it, it took a lot of prayer and, and I think that's probably what the, the, the crux of how we've held it together really has been Mm-hmm. is that we've really, really prayed. My pastor is extremely supportive. Uh, I'm a member of Wheeler Avenue. Um, and I literally remember calling Dr. Cosby like the day before we went. And I was like, dude, I don't want to go. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And he was like, but you have to. <laughs> he said, you, you, you got to go. You, you've got to go because you have to. And that's what I was alluding to earlier. You have to explain to these babies what we're up against. And if you don't, who will? Mm-hmm. And, and that sort of thing. And so it was that charge uh, from him. It was a charge I received from Sheila Jackson Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a chance meeting with her. And we were actually talking about the book and she was like, you, you gotta do it. You, you gotta do it. And I don't know if you've ever interacted with her, but she's always so stern, but nurturing in, in her delivery. And she was like, you know, the, the, the young brothers and sisters, they need you and, and you got to stay in there for them and that sort of thing. And that has really, that along with my faith is what has really sustained me because otherwise I would be a basket case. Okay, well, I'm happy you're holding up. So let's talk about your book. Is this, am I correct in remembering that this is your, the second book that you, you've written? It's like a children's book, right? It, it is a children's book. Here it is. This is my baby. This is Go-Go and the Unfortunate Grit Incident. Why did you call that? <laughs> <laughs> what's what's um, the title? So... It is a take on the classic Goldilocks fairy tale. Mm-hmm. And it's reimagined uh, for modern day times. It is reimagined with an all African American cast. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a Houston backdrop. There are a number of Easter eggs that I put in the book that, as parents read the book to their children they will kind of catch some things Mm -hmm. uh i'm from hiram clark go go is from hiram hollow uh (laughs) the bears live in a little town called not Pearland, but Bearland, (laughs) and and that sort of thing and so it just goes into the narrative of this little girl go go who um her first name isn't goldilocks her first name is goldie her last name is locks uh, but she despises her name, and so she prefers to be called Gogo. Mm-hmm. The problem with Gogo is that she's extremely nosy, and she's always getting into stuff that really does not have anything to do with her. And so, as the story unfolds, we see what happens when she's been uh, forbidden by her mother to even go anywhere near Bearland, and she does it anyway. And the the misadventures, if you will, of what takes place once she gets there. Okay. And um, if people want to buy Go-Go and the Unfortunate Grit Incident, did I get it right? (laughs) You got it right. You got it right. They want to purchase it. Where do they go? It's on Amazon. Uh, It is on Amazon. They just type in. uh, I think you can just type in the first couple of uh, words or so, or you can type in Professor J and that uh, this title as well as my first title that you have a copy of, Jock, uh, which was my first story, uh, they will pop up. And um, I can even send you the link uh, if you'll need it, uh, I guess, in our chat or whatever, so that your listeners can click on it and just go directly to that particular title. Okay. Well, um, Jason, where can people find you on social media if they want to follow you? On Facebook, I am Professor J, the author. Um, my email address is Professor, just the letter J. You want the people to your email address? 
<laughs> yeah, I, you know what? I, I, now that I'm like totally, everything is all about Professor J at this point. Okay. Uh, so I have everything uh, that I do now is basically using that particular moniker. Um, so if people want to book me for uh, in stores, which is really not a lot of that is happening right now, which kind of brings it full circle as to why I'm so grateful for you having me on. Mm-hmm. Um, not a single bookstore that I had a book signing at for my first book is actually doing in stores right now because it's just, it's too risky. Yeah. Um, so what's your you know, and that's what it's, um, the email is professor, the letter J, the author at gmail.com. Okay. Anything else you want to share with everyone before we end? Uh, I just want people to go and buy this book. Uh, th- this seriously, this I-, I really put a lot into it. Uh, the book has two different endings that your child can choose from when they read it or as the parent reads it aloud to them. And it's actually kind of funny because Gogo's fate is predicated upon whether one prefers salt and pepper or sugar in their grits <laughs> we were talking you and i were talking about this on facebook you know I, we I grew up eating sugar in my grits and i still like it i haven't had grits in a while but if you were to serve me some grits right now butter and sugar um you know my whole family used to eat grits that way but now they've all abandoned me when they eat grits they put salt and pepper and i'm like what are you guys thinking <laughs> I'm with your family. So I, I, it, it, it's just really hilarious when they get to this particular page here with, where she's writing in the clouds on the question mark. That is where you actually make that decision as to what her fate will be. Uh, just again, just so many little things that nuggets that, you know, from our childhood when we used to read those Which Way books and, and things like that. Um, there's a shout out to. I'm sure something you're familiar with to Frenchies in Third War. Oh, yum, Frenchies. Yeah. <laughs> now, so great. The man, you, you just made me want some fried chicken. Great, Jason. Great. Well, come home, come home and get some Frenchies now that they have moved down <laughs> the street <laughs> and that sort of thing. So, in in my book, the Bears go to Willie Avenue Baptist Church. They're at growl rehearsal <laughs> when their house is burgled by Go Go. And they go to Willie Avenue Baptist Church and fried chicken. (laughs) (laughs) And so literally when they leave out of the church parking lot, they can go through the drive-thru and they can get their chicken for communion (laughs) when they leave church. (laughs) (laughs) That's really cute. Who, by the way, is your animator? Um, His name is Abraham. Illustrator. Illustrator. No, you're fine. You're fine. Uh, His name is Abraham Powell. Uh, dynamite illustrator. He's all the way in Alabama. Okay. Um, and just really a wonderful guy. Uh, really was able to. It, it's hard when you don't draw, and you're trying to get another person who draws to get into your head and see what you see. It's the same as. And, same as. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, but it's the same as if you are a lyricist. And um, you have a melody for a song and you want, you know, the song to go a certain way, but you don't play instruments and you're trying to get the uh, musicians to, you know, actually perform what's in your head. And it's, it's a hard thing. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. 
Definitely, definitely. Um, Abraham is really uh, the. We didn't know each other. We were introduced by a third party, mm-hmm. and um, just the degree of humility that he approached the project with. His, his thing was, I, I just want you to be satisfied because this is going to be an opportunity for me to be published on Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I shared that with my publisher. Her name is Rhonda Branch Yerby. Um, and I, I'm sure she's grinning from ear to ear because she's an AKA. And of course, you know, uh, Kamala is in office now, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. But when I shared some of his backstory uh, with her, she was like, hire him now. Oh, very cool. <laughs> and, so yeah, listen, um, yeah. Before we get out of here, Jason, you want to send any shouts out? My family, uh, my family, my uh, aunts, uh, Brenda Waddell and Artie Waddy, my best friends slash cousins, uh, Christy and, and Nikki and Lisa and Chris and all them. My, this is probably going to irk you, but my Madison Marlin family. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, listen. It was a long time ago that I was in in high school. Not that long ago, but (laughs) Um, I don't really have anything against Madison. Although I I will admit that Yates is a much better school. But other than that. (laughs) (laughs) I will say this. Um, I have a great degree of respect for Yates and uh, the Alumni Association and the love that you guys have. for Yates. Um, wonderful, wonderful school. Um, and I, I will let you in on this. For a, a split second, I almost went to Yates. Really? Um, I, I almost did because I wanted to be in the SOC. Oh, um, you know, I was in the SOC. School community. Of course. Yeah. Uh, of course. It was, I had to wait. What do you want more? Do you want to be, in, do you want to be in the School of Communication or do you want to be drum major for Madison? Oh, and okay. And being drum major one out. <laughs> what? Why not drum major at Yates, which is a much better band? <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I would have. My family would have probably killed me um, <laughs> because every single one of us. My my uncle uh, who passed away a couple of years ago, his name was Lewis Waddell, and he's actually the person who inspired me to write my first book, well, to publish it, I should say, okay. on the convenience store right across the street from Madison. Okay. And um, yeah, Waddell's Food Store. And um, I remember, I can still hear him saying to this very day when he proofread the copy of Jock, he said, boy, you, you need to do something with this. And I really hope that he's in heaven smiling down now uh, on the fact that not only did I have he and your mother are smiling down on you. Thank you so much, Shelly. That really means a lot. It really does. Mm-hmm. And thank you uh, for all your support. Um, I learned a long time ago that people don't have to be nice to you. <laughs> and uh, so I appreciate uh, you've supported me every step of the way. And I'm really grateful to you for that. Go, go in the unfortunate grit incident on Amazon. Yeah. You guys buy it and support this educator, because educators really, they are on the front lines and they are, you know, as you were doing, doing amazing things with our kids during this very difficult and uncertain time. Um, And you should be supported. So everybody go and uh, check it out on Amazon. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I will talk to you on Facebook. Okay, sounds good. Jay, why? (laughs) 
Morning. All right, bye, Jason. Bye. From one educator to the next, here's my All the Rage with Shelley Wade conversation with Professor Nathan Rodriguez from San Diego State University. Hey, Shelley, how's it going? Hey, how are you? I am doing great. How's everything been for you? I'm trying to remember the last time you and I talked. Um, we were discussing your your course at um, San Diego um, State University for Selena Quintanilla. Yeah. Um, what what year was that? It was it was in 2020, I think, like right before the course launched. It was like it might have been the fall of 2019, actually. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, because I didn't see you last year, so it must have been uh, 2019. So the course launched. I, I, I'm so happy to to talk to you, so I can get um, an update on how the course went and is it still going on. The course is fabulous. It, it's still going on. It actually, it was a, it, it got picked up as a special topics course. And after the first semester, they approved it as a standing permanent course at San Diego State. I love yes. that. Yes. So we're offering it again, spring of 2021. We couldn't do it this semester because of COVID and we had to move people around and just do like the core classes that, that people needed to graduate. Okay. So I don't know, take me through what a Selena Quintanilla course consists of. Yeah, so the Selena course is great. The, I, I think everybody first thought that the Selena course was like, it's just going to be about Selena every single day, every class period. That's and, what know, I thought. <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, it, it is. Selena, I think, is embedded in the course throughout. But the main purpose of it was to use a pop cultural icon to help students bridge those theoretical gaps between what they read in their academic books and what they study in theory and with actually what's happening in the real world pragmatic, professional, radio, music, television, pop culture. And so she was that conduit. And so students who went through the first semester of the class, at the end, I had them do like an evaluation, what they learned, what they took from it. And all of them said that they found a place, they found a space to talk about themselves, to get to know themselves better. So Selena's duality with her bilingualness and her kind of, you know, not Mexican enough, not American enough, helped them identify with some of their dualities that they were pulled between, whatever those identities might be. They learned more about border politics and they learned actually how important pop culture was the socio-political atmosphere. Okay. And you were mentioning to me um, a few weeks ago on Twitter that you now have a course on Cardi B. I was like, I got to get you back on the podcast and, and on the show for YouTube to talk about the Cardi B course. But before we get into that, Nathan, um, let's talk about um, your um, background. You and I, you're my fellow Texan. Yes. <laughs> and I are both both Texans um, and now in uh, Southern California in uh, San Diego. Um, do you still have family there? And if so, how did they fare through all of the winter storm um, aftermath? I do have family there. And thank you for asking. Um, mm -hmm. They live in West Texas. So Odessa, Midland, Balmeray, Thanks. kind of the West, Western part of the state. And they got hit pretty bad, just like the whole state did. Luckily for my mom, she didn't lose power. She still had power, but my brothers lost power. Uh, there was no food in the grocery stores. I think no one was really expecting the magnitude of the storm. And yeah. so they were very, very ill-prepared, but everyone is safe and sound and doing great. Good. And, you know, and I heard, you know, I'm, I'm in touch with my family every day. They're in, all in Houston. And, you know, I'd heard the week before, oh my God, it's going to get down to 19 in Houston, which isn't, you know, which isn't something that's normal. Yeah. You know, we're down in the Gulf of Mexico. And so, um, yeah, 19's not normal. I mean, we've had cold before. Normally it'll get down to like maybe 30 something. Yeah. So 19, I anticipated it being really cold. But as you said, I don't think anyone anticipated it being at the magnitude it was, you know, as cold and then all of the snow and ice. 
no one was predicting that. And no. um, and so, um, as you know, you know, we found out the power grid wasn't uh, up to par for it. And uh, so my family, um, yeah, luckily uh, my mom um, had power most of um, the aftermath of the storm. I think maybe 30 minutes. She went out with power for only 30 oh. minutes. And I, that was, I mean, to, of, of everyone, of course, I'm, I was concerned about everyone in my family, but especially my mom, you know? Wow. Um, so I was really happy that she um, only had to go through 30 minutes um, without power, but, you know, everyone was, was without power at one point or, or the other. And, and um, some of my family members went without water for a whole week. And it was, wow. a, it was really challenging. Um, you know, and so I, I was like, is this, you know, with the climate change and such, I was like, you know, listen, this time of year, you can normally, you know, in, in Texas, in Houston, breathe a sigh of relief because we're no longer scared that a, that a hurricane's going to come or yeah. tornadoes, or we're not in the dead heat of the summer right now. This is normally a, a calm time, you know, without worries. And I'm like, with the climate change, are we going to now have to worry about winter storms too in Texas? Probably so. Probably everywhere we're going to have to worry about that. So it was a challenge, but I'm happy that um, your family's doing well. Really happy to hear that. Well, thank um, you. So what brought you from Texas to, um, to su sunny San Diego? San Diego State University. You know, okay. I worked in radio for 13 years and then decided I'm going to get my PhD and I'm going to help bring more traditionally underserved identities into broadcasting. And so I got my degree from Texas Tech University, got on the job market and there was very few schools hiring. One of them, luckily, was San Diego State University. And that is why I came here literally for the job. And I fell in love with it. There's just yeah. so much about San Diego. I mean, I, you just mentioned San Diego. And I think people don't even eat reasons anymore. They just know automatically like, yes, San Diego. I, I also came here for work. And, and I, I haven't been on air for nearly two years now. But I'm still here because I fell in love with it, too. <laughs> yes, it's beautiful. Absolutely love it. OK, so now you're at SDSU and you're... Um, you're offering a course on Cardi B. I was like, wait, um, I have to tell you, um, a student from Hofstra University, um, Crystal um, Bermudez, she, um, is, she works at, the, um, at Hofstra's uh, uh, radio station. And she interviewed me for, for World Radio Day a few weeks ago. And um, she actually listened to your episode of my podcast about Selena Quintanilla because she's a huge Selena fan. And she actually brought you up during the interview. She was like, I saw that Professor Nathan Rodriguez <laughs> has a course on, on, on Selena. And she's like, I wished we had that at Hofstra University. <laughs> and so shout out to Crystal. And I told her, I was like, wait, he told me now that he has a course on Cardi B. She's like, oh man, I wish I had it. So I know this is a, have you started offering it yet? And how popular is it? Yeah, so it's, it's very popular. So with Cardi B, it was, in addition to the Selena class, I really work with pop culture. I mean, mm -hmm. you're a radio host, you know this, right? When you, yeah. once you get radio in your blood and you're doing the pop culture, it never yeah. leaves. And mm -hmm. so I have that connection to pop culture forever. And I want students to be able to know that there doesn't have to be a difference between like academia and pop culture and what's happening, especially for students who are looking to get into the media world, where that's journalism, public relations, advertising, media mm -hmm. studies. And so for the Cardi B class, I wanted to focus on a lot of the things that were happening in 2020, mm -hmm. things that had been existing before 2020, such as a Black Lives Matter movement. Mm -hmm. um, the, the pandemic, I think, brought a lot of uh, disparities in terms of health and social economic status for people. What was 
the scope of television, what did it look like when we have, you know, I, I remember the Drew Barrymore show had just came on and there was no studio audience. How does that look? And so I wanted to create a class that really looked at all those things. But while I was going through the pandemic, Cardi B just kept popping up. I love Cardi B. And mm-hmm. she would come up and it would be either Cardi B herself on her Instagram going live. It would be people talking about Cardi B. Now Cardi B said this. Now Cardi B did this. When her song WAP came on, oh my God, that was like such a big issue. People were talking about it. And I was starting to think, wow, you know, Cardi B is here talking to us about real world things that are happening, coming to us from a place of lived experiences. I mean, she's a celebrity now, but, you know, she came from a lower social economic neighborhood and she was trying to understand not just issues with like the presidential race because Cardi interviewed Biden and Bernie Sanders right but she was also trying to understand issues of like gender identity sexual Mm -hmm. orientation um poverty food social justice and so she was embedded in that and I thought what better cultural anchor right to use than Cardi B to help students understand the magnitude of pop culture as it affects the socio-political atmosphere. Mm -hmm. And so that was really where the Cardi B class came from. Um, The Honors College, Weber's Honors College in San Diego State uses uh, professors from around the university to teach classes in there. And they approached me and said, Dr. Nate, do you wanna teach? I said, yes, absolutely, this is what I wanna do. (laughs) And it was between Cardi B and Bad Bunny. I'm also really big with Bad Bunny and looking at him to deconstruct masculinity. So we went with Cardi B and it filled up fast. There was a waiting list for it. And we're offering it this semester, which is spring 2021 uh, in the Weber's Honors College at San Diego State University. And it's called Cardi B and Pop Culture Politics. Pop Culture, wow. So how does a Cardi B Pop Culture Politics course look? It it looks like Cardi B all over the place. So we start off with like acknowledging, right, um, the very kind of qualitative, critical, cultural foundation of really able, of students being able to reflect on themselves, who they are, their biases, their lived experiences, and how they interpret the world that they live in, how they see media. And then we learn a little bit of who Cardi B is, and we break down parts of the socio-political kind of um, direction using Cardi B as an anchor. So one part of the class will deal with the way in which women are represented in the media. Another part will look at masculinity. Um, Another part will look at sports because Cardi B was very involved with not participating in the NFL because of um, Colin Colin Kaepernick's, (laughs) I'm doing (laughs) think about how to say his name, Colin Kaepernick's (laughs) kneeling. And Mm -hmm. so she passed up the Super Bowl show. And Mm -hmm. so we start using that as an anchor to talk about what does sports look like with social political uh, going ons. And so we really use her as a way to ground different sections that focus on something different. We have a whole section on Amanda Gorman and poetry. Um, We have a whole section on Lovecraft Country, which is on HBO Max. We have all these different segments and Cardi B fits nicely into each of them to kind of give us a segue into that particular topic of pop culture politics. It's interesting to me, how do you plan a course like this? I mean, what do you do? You go through Cardi B's uh, Instagram posts and you know, how do you, how do you plan it? That is exactly what I do, Shelly. So I am the puzzle, like you, you're putting the pieces of the puzzle together. It is. If you could see inside of my mind, you would be like, what is going on here? (laughs) It, it, It was literally a year of me just sitting there during the pandemic thinking, where am I making sense of all this that I'm seeing? Mm-hmm. But all alongside Cardi B's on my Instagram and on my Twitter, right? And she's giving me live updates on speaking about AOC, speaking about Biden, 
speaking about social justice. And so she literally helped me put these pieces together. I'm like, you know what, Cardi, you're right. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. Let's look at this. And in my head, we have a 16 week course. I just start planning out what can I do week by week and how does it all fit together? Okay. Do you know if Cardi's heard about this course on her? I don't think so. I mean, she has so many people that follow her and that are always contacting her that I'm sure she is not even, it's probably not even on her radar. I mean, you if, gotta if get she, the word out to her, she would be so excited about this. So we're going to try to get the word out about this course. Um, right. I'm so excited about this. Anything else um, uh, percolating in, in your, your brain about like other pop culture figures you may want to have a course about in the future? Bad Bunny, uh, as I mentioned before, I think he is just amazing. He's breaking down stereotypes and these kind of traditional gender roles that we see in machista, machismo, Latin American societies. I mean, I'm Mexican-American. And so for me, I see that really embedded in my culture as in other Latinx cultures. And so I feel like he's giving us like a counter portrayal of masculinity. He paints his nails. He advocates for the LGBTQ community, also for women's rights. Mm -hmm. I mean, some of his other lyrics are problematic, right? It's like a paradox of sorts, right? He helps mm -hmm. one and not the other. But I think it's such a great lens to help look at masculinity just in general and how it relates to culture. Okay, very cool. All right, so um, uh, Professor Nathan Rodriguez from San Diego State University. I just love, you know, listen, I can imagine that if I were a college student, I would want to be, I would, your, your courses would be the first ones I'd be checking out. <laughs> well, thank you. You know, because I'm a huge fan of pop culture as well, but I think it's it's cool that you're not just talking about a Selena or not just talking about the Cardi in the courts, but you, um, they are anchors, as you said, um, to talking about other things like politics and, and pop culture. And I'm super excited. Maybe, listen, maybe one day I can come in and just check out the course. Well, you know, I can come in and check it out live. You Thank sure you can. And especially now that everything's on Zoom, you can just kind of like sneak in in the back. <laughs> A little box appears with Shelly Wade and then disappears <laughs> at the end. Yes, you're more than welcome to, of course. Hey, I'm excited. So that, that brings uh, about another question. Are all of your courses on Zoom right now? You guys aren't on campus at all? At the moment, yes. All of the courses are going to be on Zoom. And for the foreseeable future, they are. Everything's changing kind of by the day. We're just responding in real time. Um, and that's kind of where we're at. How, how are you feeling about it? I, I have mixed feelings. I think there's just a lot going on and I want to be safe. I want to be safe personally. I want my students to be safe. And right now there's no guarantee. And so it's working for us right now. I know for some students, it's not. These are all college age students. So I think that they're adapting a little better than elementary age students. Mm -hmm. But safety is always going to be my number one priority. But I really do want to get back in the classroom face to face and just be dynamic with them. And yeah, um, yeah, and just have that whole college experience. I feel really bad for those freshmen who are on campus and they don't, they're not even on campus. They're just virtually right now. Yeah. One of the things I loved about going to college is, you know, the whole experience of, um, you know, uh, developing new friendships and, you know, become really becoming an adult um, where you're, you, you know, you may not be making the kind of adult money that, you know, <laughs> older adults are making, but you're making decisions for yourself more so than when you're, you know, just with your parents. Um, um, you know, I just love the entirety of the, you know, the debating with other students, you know, and the whole, that whole experience, you know, from college was um, the physical experience of being on campus in classes. Um, you know, I, I, I would, I would probably be one of those students that'd be bummed out about it, but, you know, um, you know, being in courses like yours probably, you know, makes it all better. So. 
Well, that that I'm glad you said that because that's my goal is to help students during this time at least have one of those courses that they don't be like, oh, I have to go to Dr. Nate's class again. <laughs> I want them to be excited and be like, yes, let's learn about Cardi B and social justice and all these other things that come along with it. Well, Professor Nathan Rodriguez from San Diego State University, uh, of course, you see um, behind him his um, his uh, well above his head, his social media um, platforms. Anything else you want um, to share with everyone? No, I, I just want people to know that you can find uh, an opportunity to learn in everything, whether it's Cardi B, whether it's a book you pick up, a TV show, a podcast, and take those opportunities to learn. Yeah. And for um, people listening to just the audio on podcast, it is a Twitter at Nate underscore SDSU. Um, and on Instagram, um, at Nate underscore Rod, R-O-D. Well, thank you so much for blessing the podcast with your presence. Again, I appreciate you. And I'm going to sneak in on one of your courses one day. <laughs> so thank you for the invitation. Anytime. And there you have it. A couple more fun conversations in the books for my All the Rage with Shelly Wade podcast. Thanks to Jason Fletcher and Nathan Rodriguez for stopping by to be part of the festivities. And thanks to you for taking the time to listen. Don't forget, I drop new episodes of the podcast and the video show, the video version of the podcast, on Tuesdays. You can find me on YouTube at All the Rage with Shelly Wade. Subscribe to that one. And of course, my podcast is on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to that as well. Spread the word to your family members and friends that you love the podcast and you suggest that they listen and subscribe as well. Again, I drop new episodes every Tuesday. You subscribe, you won't miss an episode. Uh, you can also follow me across my social media platforms. I'm on Facebook at All the Rage with Shelly Wade. I'm on Instagram at The one and only Shelly Wade. I'm on Twitter and Clubhouse at Shelly Wade. And that's spelled S-H-E-L-L-E-Y-W-A-D-E. You can't forget to put that E before the Y. Are you following a different Shelly Wade? Nothing against that. Just want to make sure that you're following me as well. And just a reminder that on Clubhouse um, this coming Tuesday, I'll be uh, taking all the rage with Shelly Wade live to Clubhouse to interview Matthew Knowles. And uh, that's Tuesday, March 9th at uh, 1 p.m. Central, 11 a.m. West Coast time and 2 p.m. East Coast time. And then a couple of days later, Thursday, March 11th at 7 p.m. West Coast time, I'll be um, I'll be moderating the San Diego Association of Black Journalists Classy Conversations, reporting and making the jump to San Diego. So again, follow me on uh, Clubhouse at Shelly Wade and hit that notification bell and hit always, click always so that you will be notified every time I go live. Okay, thanks again for checking out the episode. I hope hope you have a wonderful rest of your week, and I'll talk to you when the new episode drops on Tuesday. Love you for listening.